0: Hello, and welcome back to the Travel Diaries podcast. Thanks for being here. I'm Holly Rubenstein. I'm a travel and entertainment journalist. And here each week, I'll be speaking to a special guest about their adventures around the world and the travel experiences that have shaped their lives. And when it comes to extraordinary travel adventures, it doesn't get much better than Sir Richard Branson. Richard, as I'm sure you probably know, founded the Virgin Group. No doubt you've probably flown on a Virgin plane or taken a Virgin train, or maybe you're even planning to take a Virgin Galactic into space. It looks like it's pretty soon on the horizon. Alongside his numerous businesses, Richard is continuously setting records as an adventurer, from being the first to cross the Pacific Ocean in a hot air balloon. Can you imagine? to the fastest crossing of the English Channel in an amphibious vehicle. And he's even starred in an episode of Friends, which, you know, is also right up there for me. I managed to grab a chat for this bonus episode in the lobby of his brand new hotel, Virgin Hotels San Francisco. My fiancé and I actually stayed there for a night just after the hotel opened, and we were really impressed. It's clearly the place to be in San Francisco right now, and Virgin Hotels is a new arm of what the Virgin Group are up to at the moment. I think there are hotels opening in Chicago, Nashville new orleans as well as in san fran and if you're in the city i'd recommend also checking out its rooftop bar everdeen which is definitely worth a visit great cocktails and brilliant views this is what i call a short haul episode which i guess is self-explanatory but i'm going to add these to the mix from time to time bit of a quick fire travel diaries with hopefully some more a-list names to come so without further ado here's sir richard branson Richard Branson, welcome to The Travel Diaries. This is going to be a bite-sized episode. So let's kick off with chapter one, and that's your earliest travel memory.
1: Uh, my earliest travel memory was going to M- Minorca with my family. Minorca was a place just off Spain, um, completely undiscovered. And my family, my parents were pioneers, I think, in taking us there. And We, we, all, we had a, a lovely time we had a beaten up old boat we would, we, we, we would go out in it and and very happy very happy memories
0: lovely and how about the first place that you fell in love with
1: the first place I truly fell in love with I was um, 27 years old I was trying to persuade a lovely young lady to come and live with me and somebody asked if we'd name virgin after the virgin islands and um uh, and we hadn't. I didn't even know they'd existed. But we anyway, anyway. I managed to persuade her to come with me for the weekend, and we went looking for an island. Just just um, I had no money to buy an island, but we just thought we you know we, we, it would be fun to do. And this estate agent laid on a helicopter, and um, and we came across this beautiful beautiful island called Necker Island mm-hmm. um, with these pristine clear water all around it, beautiful reefs. So I looked at her and I thought. Yeah, she could be the mum, mum of my kids, and um, and and um, looked at the island, thought this is where we can live, and um, yeah, it was love, love all round. Anyway.
0: Oh, that's so beautiful. Chapter three is the trip where you learnt the most about yourself. What would that be?
1: Well, I've done some foolish things in my life, uh, like trying to <laughs> break the break the record for the fastest boat across the Atlantic, and sinking, and then trying again, <laughs> and then trying to fly across oceans and be the first to do so in in hot air balloons and i suspect um a pacific crossing that uh we embarked on taking off from uh south of japan uh, aiming for los angeles um definitely gave me a lot of time for reflection um we lost half our fuel tank about half our fuel about um an hour into the journey from an electrical fault um, and on paper anyway we had no chance of surviving and so for about 50 hours um, you know we were facing certain death and yeah that gives you time to reflect about things but also yeah not to sort of curl up on the floor but to fight to see whether there's you know anything you can do to survive and I got right into the core of the jet stream. We needed to go about 180 miles an hour in a balloon to to survive. The fastest the balloon had ever been was about 80 miles an hour, and I, you know, I mean, just couldn't believe it. But the speedometer went 80, 90, 100, you know, 130, 160, 200, 210, 220. Anyway, somebody just sort of took took the balloon and just you know pushed us pushed us across the Pacific and. You know, we missed LA by two and a half thousand miles. We ended up in the Arctic, um, but we had we were the first to cross the Pacific in a in a, in a hot air balloon. And um, uh, whatever force helped us across, I've worked very hard now with lots of not for profits to say thank you very much, gotcha. including actually, yeah, because helicopters uh, have rescued me quite a number of times, sponsoring London's ambulance helicopter service for many years. And because without helicopters, wouldn't be here today.
0: Fantastic. Well, chapter four is your all-time favorite destination.
1: Well, we've covered Neka and we're lucky we live in, we're, our home is, I suspect, my favorite destination. But, um, but Africa, I ab- absolutely love and love the African people. I love the African wildlife. You know, we have created our own little place called Saba. Um, in South Africa and Mahali, Missouri, and Kenya, where the, where the migration takes place. Love, g- love going and spending time and visiting those places. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've got wild dogs and we've got, um, pa- yeah, painted wolves, another name for them, but um, the best sightings of leopards and, yeah, the people are just so, so real. You know, yesterday I was in Ethiopia and.
0: Yesterday? Yes.
1: Ah. <laughs> I went and, and then to New Orleans and now here. And I went out to the, yeah, see the refugee camps there and. Um uh, just wonderful, resilient, beautiful people
0: mm-hmm. How about your hidden gem somewhere that people might not know about that you think is undiscovered
1: again i 'm a little biased, but I mean up in the Atlas mountains, outside morocco um, outside marrakech it 's um uh, just so beautiful up there. Uh, Mount Toubkal is a lo- lovely mountain to climb, which, which we did last year, and the second largest, highest mountain in Africa. And we just happen to have a, a little place called the Kasbah Tamadot, um, uh, which, with, which is run by the Berber community. The Berber community are just you know, gentle, gentle, wonderful people. And um, you know I've been there six times in the last 12 months, so I uh, you know, really love it.
0: One of the favourite properties I've ever been to you've been there Uh, yes i was there in november and i had the most magical time and as you say the staff there are just so wonderful how about the place that you'd never go back to
1: a lot of uh i've I've been to a lot of hotels over over the years and um wonder you know it's just ghastly ghastly, (laughs) the whole the the way you're treated in so many hotels and they just don't seem to know how to get anything right and um uh so i've got i'm sure i'm not going to mention the names but i've got a long list of hotels i'd never go back to um um do you know i don't think there's any place in the world i'd never go back to i mean every place has has its magic if you if you um search for it Mm -hmm. and you know and a place is simply people and you know people are are special in in you know pretty well all you know you'll find special special people in all parts of the world so I don't think there's any way that I would say I'll I'll, I'll never go back to that.
0: Mm -hmm. I was going to ask next what your next big adventure is, uh, but sitting here in the lobby of this hotel seems like a pretty big adventure and a new chapter in the, the hotel franchise.
1: Yeah, I think the team have created these beautiful hotels with Virgin Hotels in Chicago, now here, and then we've got new york new orleans uh, nashville dallas um, all opening over the next few months and i'm proud of very proud of um, what what the the job they've done the good thing for Virgin is that you know people come here they enjoy the experience then and they find out that we're launching Virgin Voyages later this year, mm. um, you know they're likely to go and try out Virgin Voyages if they have a good experience on Virgin Voyages they can they can upgrade and go to space with us with Virgin Galactic so we're lucky we've got a lot of lot of exciting things happening over the next few months.
0: Definitely. Finally then, what is at the top of your bucket list? Is there anything left that you'd like to do or achieve or places to go?
1: Well, space is top of my bucket list. And, you know, if I haven't been into space 12 months from now, something would have gone gone wrong. I mean, we've sent five people into space in the last few months and... Uh, they've come back with their eyes t- uh, ten times the size when they, when, they, when they went up there so I'm very 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 excited about the idea of going to space
0: Phenomenal, thank you so much Sir Richard Branson, those were your travel diaries from San Francisco, thank you so much <laughs> Thank you very much I hope you enjoyed that short haul episode of The Travel Diaries. I'm super impressed that Richard brought so much energy to that chat, given he'd been in three cities across two continents in one day. Although I have a feeling that's just a day in the life of Sir Richard Branson. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, then please do hit subscribe. And I'd love it if you'd be so kind as to leave a review or a rating. And come find me on Instagram. I'm at Holly Rubenstein. See you next time for another episode of The Travel Diaries. Today's episode is supported by Airbnb. airbnb.co.uk forward slash host Thank you to Airbnb for supporting the Travel Diaries
1: Here's a cool fact A crocodile can't stick out its tongue Another cool fact You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs coming off their parents' plan or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig